I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We're two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Tia Johnston, and I'm joined by my co-host, Meredith Hine. Thanks for tuning in today. So we had originally planned on discussing our memories of the 2016 Ohio State-Michigan game, aka the spot game, because ESPN had the replay scheduled for 8 p.m. Thursday night. Unfortunately, that game got bumped for one of their horse reruns, which I tell like I obviously wanted to watch the game and we were going to have like a watch party. But like I kind of I'm digging like this horse stuff going on. I like I'm going to let it go because I get it. People want to watch this horse game. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, So instead today, uh, we're going to base our show around SB Nation's theme of the week, which is the best teams to never win a title. Yeah, so I'm sure everybody listening has a team that comes to mind when they think of great Ohio State teams that never brought a championship home. Um, So I feel like we've been talking about the 2019 team a lot. I mean, it was like all we talked about last season, obviously. Um, So they're a contender, but I want to take it back and discuss the infamous 2015 team. I don't know if you remember them, but right off the top of my head, I can name Zeke, Michael Thomas, JT, and Cardale, Braxton Miller, Von Bell, Eli Apple, Darren Lee. The list goes on. I mean, just look at any NFL roster. I feel like you can pick one out. And these guys had everything it took to be back-to-back national champions until one of the worst games I've ever experienced personally in the shoe happened and that was the dreaded 2015 michigan state game like yikes everything you're striking fear in my heart right now (laughs) everything was at stake i mean the big 10 championship the playoffs everything next thing you know were you at this game meredith so i was I was in Columbus at the time my parents were at the game and i just remember i was watching it at a friend's house 
And it was just disgusting out. Yeah. Oh. And <laughs> I was like kind of happy that I wasn't at the game because I was like, this is going to be a really ugly game. And then it was ugly for so many more reasons <laughs> than yeah. I had anticipated. Right. It was I, awful. I don't even really remember the middle of it or how the game really went. I do know like the play calling was god awful, but I all I remember is next thing I know, it's down to a field goal. Michigan State kicker Michael Geiger or Geiger, I don't even know. He made the field goal. He's Doesn't running matter. around, <laughs> flailing his arms, and this mixture of like snow and sleet, I swear, just started coming down like as soon as we lost. I like it was kind of raining here and there throughout this game, but suddenly it was just like way worse. Um, and our championship dreams were basically over. So after that, I don't know about you, Meredith, but I was like petrified that these guys were going to show up at the big house the following week with zero motivation, zero purpose. Like they've checked out, their eyes are on the NFL. I was so scared they weren't going to care about the Michigan game. Yeah, and I I felt the same way, but as we see they do care about the Michigan game. And one thing that Urban Meyer always did very well was get his players motivated for the big game. Um, And what we ultimately saw was that the exact opposite of the scenario you described actually happened. So Ohio State wound up beating Michigan 42 to 13 in Ann Arbor. So after he was held to just 33 yards on a mere 12 carries against Michigan State, Zeke wound up going off for 214 yards and two touchdowns against Michigan. Oh my gosh, I was at that game too. And I You went to Ann Arbor? Yes. That was my my first and only game there. I haven't been back. And I was just so scared and I had to keep telling myself, like, okay, if we if we lose this, like I just need to get to my car. Like I can't take Michigan fans taunting me, you know? Um, and then it was almost like boring. Like I was like, okay, can we get some suspense? (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, and this was one of the few, not one of the few, but, like, we've had some close games with Michigan. Like, when I was all ready to talk about the 2016 game and how, like, the tension that we felt there. But, like, this was, it was a walk in the park by comparison. Right. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And they, like you said, Urban Meyer just, I think even if we had been losing every game up until that point and there was no way we were even going to, like, make the Fiesta Bowl, I still think they would have taken that game seriously. He just, it's like propaganda. It's just beat into their heads that they had to win that game. And one of the best parts about that game was, uh, so Michigan did enter that game ranked 10th in the nation. Ohio State was number eight after their their loss to Michigan State. Um, But Michigan's defense was supposed to be so highly touted at the time. And everyone just was obsessed with Jabril Peppers. (laughs) And I just remember, like, being really, really mad that people were so obsessed with him. Because I'm like, he's not, like, he's not that good. He plays seven positions, like, pretty well. But he doesn't play a single position, like, outstanding, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, I think this might've been his freshman season, but, um, yeah, he, he wound up like 
being Michigan's leading rusher with like under 50 yards or something like that. Um, but I like to say, because my husband, as you all know, went to Michigan for his uh, MBA, but I always yes. like to tell, remind him that Jabril Peppers is not a spicy pepper and is in fact a mild pepper. <laughs> I'm okay, the only one but... who thinks it's funny. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. It's even more funny that didn't he end up on your team ultimately? <laughs> I almost threw my shoe through the television. <laughs> I was so upset because we had – so he uh, came to Cleveland. Oh, gosh. I think we had drafted Baker Mayfield, number one overall, and then I think we took him with, like, the, like, number seven pick or something like that. I need to look this up again because, you know, the drafts run together they when do. you get older. Um, but I was so livid, like – yeah. What are you doing, Cleveland? This is it was so stereotypical of them. And go figure. Um, last season wound up getting rid of Peppers in favor of OBJ. As it turns out, maybe that wasn't the best, <laughs> you know, trade, but at least I don't have to deal with Jabril Peppers on my team anymore. Where is he? Where'd he end um, up? Uh, I think he well, we traded for OBJ, so I think he should oh, be on the Giants. Haven't let's, heard let's just about find him. out. Yeah, he's on the Giants. It's funny. Like, he... I feel like he was a bust. Like, I remember being... The 2016 game, I think he had a relatively good game. Like, he picked off JT. And then I literally haven't heard about him since. So, not that I'm unhappy about that. Yeah, no. Um, Okay, so just to clarify... This was the year that Cleveland took Miles Garrett number one overall because Cleveland has had a lot of oh, number yeah. one overall picks in <laughs> their history. Um, so Garrett was number one overall, and then Peppers was the 25 pick. Okay. Brutal. Totally brutal. Oh, that hurts. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough existence. Um, but moving on to more positive things, um, one of the things that I loved about this game was that it was like, you know, it was one of JT Barrett's finest moments, I felt like. Like, obviously, Zeke, um, you know, went off and did a great job. But this was the year that there was all the quarterback controversy between who's going to start between Braxton Miller and JT Barrett and Cardell Jones. And ultimately, like, they just wound up giving the ball back to Barrett back to Barrett and you know he did what he does best and just led his team to victory yes quietly oh my gosh we have even like some people on our staff and just I know a lot of people who don't like JT like they want a quarterback he's not a quarterback all this stuff I don't care if he runs the ball in throws the ball in like skips does backflips into the end zone he got there and that is all I care about. Like, he was such a leader. And he just, he, he like you said, he did what he, what needed to be done to win the game every single time. So. And, and let's think about this, too. The year before, he got hurt in the Michigan game. Yeah. The oh. year, it was the year after when, hold on, I'm getting the seasons all. No, you're again, right. jumbled. Yeah, he, he got hurt in his final Michigan game, too, remember? and Oh, yeah, um, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, and so this is one of the few games where he was actually able to, like, you know, be yeah. generally healthy and not get hurt against Michigan. Right, and I, I keep going back to this, like, feeling where these guys were done 
with the season, especially like after Zeke threw that fit and like kind of bashed the program about not feeding him the ball. I was like, oh, well, he's going to retaliate and not and try not to get injured in the Michigan game or something. And I it wouldn't surprise me that J, if JT stepped up and was like, listen, because he, he really was such a good leader. So, yeah, you know, I miss him. <laughs> me too even though we have an incredible quarterback now but no I mean we haven't we've had an embarrassment of riches in recent years when it comes to quarterback which is yeah. shocking like to say as an Ohio State fan right but yeah yeah we've been lucky recently um but yeah speaking of Ohio State future we got a break but when we come back we're talking Buckeyes in the NFL draft, which is next week. I feel like that um, happened really quickly. <laughs> so, do you t- feel that way, Tia? <laughs> really? <laughs> you don't? We have had no sports for like five <laughs> weeks. I know this is true, but like planning for it, I've I feel like I've had like weeks to plan for it, and now I'm like, oh, it's next Thursday. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Anyway, we'll talk more about it after the break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So welcome back. As we discussed on the show last week, this year's NFL draft is going to be all virtual. And with all of that hubbub serving out, we've hardly gotten the chance to actually talk about the Ohio State players who are prospects in next week's draft. Yeah, so while it's certainly not as fruitful as the aforementioned 2015-16 team's draft class, which saw 12 total Buckeyes selected um, in the 2016 draft. It definitely still gives Buckeye fans a reason to tune in. Firstly, for the purpose of our 2015 theme, and because it's a free country, former Buckeye quarterback, who is a part of that insane 2015 roster we were talking about, Joe Burrow is projected to be selected at number one overall to the Cincinnati Bengals. And then you have Chase Young, who will almost definitely go at number two to the Redskins. Um, And so, therefore, we technically have two Buckeyes going at number one and number two overall. And there's no changing my mind. So I'm completely on board with that. I'm totally fine with claiming <laughs> Joe Burrow as our own. He is an Ohio boy, even if he doesn't like Skyline Chili, but also like <laughs> nobody's perfect. Um, but, you know, in addition to Burrow and Young, we also have Jeff Akuda, who is projected to go number five to Detroit, uh, continuing that lineage of outstanding Ohio State defensive backs in the NFL. Um, running back J.K. Dobbins, who... I am going to miss so much. I know. It's so rough. Um, He is projected mid-second round, potentially to the Buccaneers. Um, And offensive guard Jonah Jackson is also projected mid-second round to the Dolphins. Um, 
I don't know about you, but, and I'm so sorry to Jonah Jackson, but I was, you know, doing like looking at draft profiles and things. And I was like, who, like, who is this person? <laughs> um, so I think we only had him one year. I, so. I think you might be right, but clearly, I'm, and I mean, he came after like Michael, like Michael Jordan was, you know, the leader on the team, not this past year, but the year before. And so it makes sense that if he was around previously, we, right. we might have missed him. That's the excuse I'm telling myself, but <laughs> there's really no excuse. So sorry, Jonah Jackson. Um, and then finally, uh, someone that we haven't missed in recent years, Damon Arnett, uh, is projected um, late second, early third round. Um, some people are looking at Kansas City. So um, Arnett's another one who I feel like he's been around just forever. Right. Um, so it's going to be weird to see him not on the team next year. But uh, other Buckeyes who may or may not get picked up include linebacker Malik Harrison, wide receivers KJ Hill and Austin Mack, um, Devon Hamilton, Jordan Fuller, Benjamin Victor, and Brandon Bowen. Yeah, I I feel like I like KJ and Jordan Fuller have a good chance to go late. But I swear, no matter how much I think I know about what teams will do or who's going to go. I am always so off. And I've learned that there's so many like interworkings of the draft. You know, it's not just like talent and how much money these teams have, but there are just so many ins and outs. So I could sit here and be like, oh, KJ Hill will go through in the fourth round or something and I'm, he'll go to the free agency. So um, I really... KJ's another one that I'm really going to miss. He, I feel like he's been on the team just as long as, like, Damon Arnett and all those guys. Yeah, I mean, he was a fifth-year senior. He came back for this last season. Um, and, I mean, just continued to be a leader on this team. And, you know what? We got to give credit to Austin Mack also because he was the same way, and he faced so many injuries during his time Yeah, um, at Ohio State and just kept bouncing back. So, yeah. It really is wild how all those guys were on a team. And I know we've, we were talking about the 2015 class, but we just have to shout out the 2019 class. I know that Clemson game killed it for us and it wasn't based on our talent or our play calling, but like, how did we not win that stupid championship? I mean, it hurts. It still hurts, especially when you're looking at like, these this draft class it's it's wild to me yeah well greatest teams to never win a title right yeah yeah so luckily we're returning quite a bit bit of talent next season if there is a next season and then don't even get me started about the 2021 class that's about to come in so here's hoping we're not talking about what could have been a year or two from now yeah, and it's hard not to think about um, what could have been and where it all went wrong this past year, but it's definitely comforting that the Buckeyes' future is looking pretty bright. So, before we close out today, Tia, do you have any shout-outs? Yeah, so as I was thinking about this, um, I looked up and Cam was cleaning out this room that we have. It's really hard to explain. It's right off our bedroom, and it's too small to be like another guest room but it's also too big to be a closet and 
Anyway, we've been using it as just like a junk room. Like it has our Christmas tree and our suitcases and like piles and piles of clothes and whatever. So Cam's Zoom meetings are starting and we're both going to be working from home. So he's taken it upon himself to clean out this room and turn it into an office. This doesn't seem like a big deal, but I'm shouting him out because you just, you have to see this room. It's like, it's going to be a two-week project for him. It is disastrous. And that is how lame our lives have been. That's the most exciting thing that's happened in the last five days. (laughs) Hey, that's cool. You're getting an additional space to hide from one another during quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) What about Um, you? Yeah, so this is a weird one. Um, We've shouted out healthcare workers and um, restaurant employees who are, you know, doing great jobs in this time of like trying to keep us uh, obviously healthy and well fed. But I also wanted to give a shout out to like all of the dogs out there because I think that they're so important for like our emotional health. Um, So Ruthie and I have been going for walks every morning. Um, and it's just been such a great way to start the day. Cause like, you know, in quarantine, it's hard to get motivated to do anything, especially to go outside. Um, and so, you know, being forced to do so, cause you have an animal that's depending on you, um, is awesome. So thanks for getting me outside. Thanks for all of your snugs. (laughs) Um, and thanks to all the, all the doggos and the cats out there that, and I guess turtles and bunnies and whatever else you have that are helping their humans get through quarantine. Oh my gosh. We should shout out pets every show. Oh, Honestly. They deserve, they deserve it. They deserve <laughs> all of it. All right, guys. That's all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at Tia Johnston underscore, Meredith at Meredith Hine, and the site at LandGrant33. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl, and as always, go Bucks!